Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What do you do when a partner favors one child over the other? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my 35-year-old female, husband 40-year-old male, almost died. My best friend, 35-year-old female, chose this time to let me know they fooled around years ago. My husband and I are ethically non-monogamous, but have a strict no-friends-or-family policy. We're like sisters, and maybe if it had been our deathbeds, I'd have understood the need to get it off her chest, but it was his. Now he's coming home, and I feel broken. The thing is, is that we could have gotten through this if they'd communicated when it happened, but it's been years and I feel like a fool. She's sexier, more fit, and I've honestly wondered if they'd have been a better match if we hadn't met me first. I don't know how to compartmentalize. He needs help to heal. Our family was almost destroyed and I've been so grateful he's alive. I think I can forgive him, but I don't know if I can forgive her for deciding this was the time to come clean. She was my biggest supporter and we've been through so much together. Please help, I can't talk to anyone about this. Personally, I'm just kind of the last person that would go for something like an open relationship or a non-monogamous thing, so it already is naturally harder to put myself in this situation. But man, this is so tricky because Opie says they need help to heal. Obviously, you still have feelings for this guy, but both he and your best friend essentially cheated and crossed boundaries that you were strictly not okay with. It's like you don't want to pile it on while it's still bad for him. But at the same time, you can't ignore your feelings and how it makes you feel. I mean, how can you swallow your pride and say, well, my husband and my best friend cheated on me with each other, but gosh darn it, I'm just gonna keep on trucking. Do you cut the best friend off and demand the husband does too? This situation is just so tricky. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy these tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, wife, female 29, gave me, male 28, an ultimatum. I'm gonna keep this post brief. Married for three years, we have a two-year-old. We've been talking about having another child or not. I feel pretty much one and done for many logistical reasons, but mainly because of mental health issues that I've been struggling a lot and a long time with. She's pretty much always wanted at least two. After our first came, it was so intense. It was like a big slap of reality hit me. As each phase would pass, I thought to myself, can or would I really be able to handle this again? She brought it up again tonight in tears. After a while into the conversation, she gave me an ultimatum. We would start getting pregnant in approximately one year from now. I got 10 months to change. If I don't come around, then that's it. I understand her and I feel like crap. I don't know what to do. I can barely keep it together with our current child. Everything is so difficult in my opinion, whereas for her, not so much. Again, because of my mental health, ADHD, generalized anxiety disorder, and possibly a cup on the autism spectrum, I'm mentally and physically drained almost every day once our kid is down for sleep. I have almost no energy to make time for my wife and show affection. Should I agree to a second child and ask for more personal time? I have no clue how I'm going to keep everything together and be able to handle two children. 
I've heard people telling me that 2-4 to four is the worst age and that it becomes easier, and that it's just for a brief time it passes. As I'm feeling now, I don't think I'll change much in 9-10 to 10 months time, especially not knowing I have this kind of pressure every day, it's all I can think about. I'm an overthinker and analyzer, I really don't want to lose my wife. Also, the thought of her with another one is freaking painful. Please, I need some advice. So, although I'm guilty of having my own issues that I need to work through and I haven't sought any professional help, I think the clear answer here is OP needs to consider professional help. I mean, they're out here really suffering. Also, I think it's a very valid thing when you're dealing with mental health to not want to bring children into this world. Even if not just because it's difficult on you, but because you wouldn't necessarily, if you have a mental illness, want to potentially pass that on. What I would love to see is for OP to actually have therapy over the next 9-10 to 10 months, and after all that happens, see how they actually feel about things then. I think all things considered though, the partner putting such strong ultimatums on somebody who is struggling, who I hope is vocal about their struggles, is also really disappointing to see. This next story is, my 31-year-old female, boyfriend, 37-year-old male, has done literally nothing the last 5 months. We've been together for like 14-ish months now. He was unexpectedly laid off in March, after only starting the job in January. He started living with me around the same time he started the job, and was helping with utilities and groceries, which was nice. So the layoff comes, and even though he had a savings built up for this exact thing, he was still going to file for unemployment because he wasn't sure if the savings would last the duration. About a week after, I asked when he was going to go to the unemployment office, and he just kept saying, tomorrow. Tomorrow didn't come until over a month later. A couple of weeks after filing, he gets a notice that his unemployment was denied, and he didn't even feel like looking into why. He said he would start doing food delivery or maybe look into getting a temporary job so he could continue to contribute until he went back to work. But he didn't. The savings started to dwindle and I started to get worried. I work 50 hours a week and can pay my own bills, but I can't really afford to house and feed a whole other human being. He would just tell me not to worry and that he would be back to work before the money ran out. Well, the money ran out a few weeks ago, and he may not be going back to work for another month or two. So I've been struggling to support us both and I'm growing more resentful by the day because not only am I having to use the money I had put back to keep us afloat, I have to watch him do next to nothing all day long. He stays up until the early morning drinking, smoking and playing on the PlayStation and then sleeps until 1 or 2 in the afternoon. When he is awake, he's either doing the same thing or watching TV. We really don't spend quality time together anymore. I've asked a couple of times for us to make more time for each other, but it didn't happen, and I'm to the point I don't really care now. He doesn't cook, only twice, he doesn't get groceries or run errands, he isn't really helping in any way. He cleans, but he'll only do so if I'm out of the house all day, which is only 4 or so days a month, normally I work from home. Mind you, he only started to clean because I finally lost my crap about doing everything on my own after expressing it nicely so many times. I broke down a few days ago about needing help, and he agreed to do food delivery. He's done it once for a few hours but didn't go today because his back hurts. I understand taking it easy during a layoff, but this is… something else. And I don't think I can do it every time he's laid off. I've expressed my dissatisfaction directly and he just says, I'm sorry. We both deal with depression. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. But I'm emotionally unsupported in mine, on top of running everything, and he has no desire to treat his. It just feels like he has no motivation or ambition and doesn't really step up unless he's forced. Is there any fixing this, or is it a lost cause? I mean, not gonna lie, I kinda hate to be constantly parroting therapy, couples therapy, but I mean, a lot of these things really do seem like that's really the first logical step here. I would survey, do you want to be with this person? Do you want to make it work? Do both sides feel that way? Hopefully you can have enough brutally honest open conversation to figure that out, and then maybe couples therapy, and see if that helps. Obviously, that's easier said than done, though, especially if you're struggling with money, which it sounds like they probably are. If working on it in that way isn't even possible, I would say make sure you look out for yourself and your mental health before allowing him to drag you down further. This next story is boyfriends, 25-year-old male, family member, 45-year-old male, took pictures of my 24-year-old female feet. I'm too creeped out to confront him alone. I've known my boyfriend B my entire life, pretty much. My parents moved in next door to his grandparents where he'd been spending a lot of time growing up, and we were childhood best friends. We've been dating for almost two years now, and he is the best boyfriend I've ever had, and I wouldn't leave him for anything or anyone. He is my person, my soulmate, my rock, everything. 
We're on vacation together right now. His grandma invited me sort of last second, and B was instantly very excited for me to tag along. B's uncle creeps me out. A lot. I've only met him two, maybe three times in total, and every time I leave the interaction more uncomfortable. He loves anime, asks me to speak Japanese because I want to learn, despite making zero effort. I had to make my TikTok private slash delete my old Reddit after posting cosplays and finding who I believe is B's uncle commenting and liking everything I post. B's grandma and I got pedicures together today while B, his grandpa and uncle went fishing. I showed B my nails and he said they were cute, he liked the color, etc. I didn't tell B yet but I saw his uncle take a picture of my feet under the table. I don't want to ruin the vacation by causing a big scene. B's in therapy for anger management and has made tremendous progress, but this will certainly set him off. I don't know what to do. I don't want to be alone to confront his uncle. I don't want to ruin this vacation over feet pics. I feel hopeless right now. Should I have my boyfriend talk to him? The anger management thing really throws a huge spin on this, because really what should be a very straightforward thing where you are just upfront about this because man is that a creepy invasion. You'd be afraid that your boyfriend would snap and, God forbid, if they're in anger management, maybe they're capable of doing something that might get them a charge. I mean, even considering maybe leaning on somebody else in this situation would still probably find its way back to the boyfriend. I think anger management or not, this needs to be talked about, this needs to be explained to the boyfriend, and the guy needs to be held accountable for this creepy behavior. Honestly, at this point, it isn't the boyfriend ruining the vacation. It's the creepy uncle taking pictures of people without their consent, right? Our next story is, My partner, 28-year-old female, is exclusive with me, 24-year-old female, but has said she's going with the flow and if she meets someone in the future she wants to get to know, she will. I don't know if this is just a waste of my time. My partner, 28-year-old female, and I, 24-year-old female, have been talking for four months and we're both self-employed so have been together every day pretty much. We fall asleep on the phone, I wake her up in the morning by re-ringing her. We spend every second with each other pretty much. I've also met her family. However, she is quick to remind me that I'm not her girlfriend, she doesn't want to rush, she's a slow burner and that if someone else was to come along and she wanted to get to know them, she would communicate with me and then speak to them. I appreciate the honesty but I'm confused as to where we stand. Do I continue to act like a girlfriend to a person that may find someone else in a week's time? I'm just so confused. She says at the moment, I don't want to get to know anyone else. But who is to say when that will change? I'm just confused because we've spoke about a future together. So I think this really just comes down to you needing to look inwards and identify what it is you want. Do you want an exclusive relationship with this person? I know personally if I were an OP situation and it had gotten to the point where we talked for 4 months, we spend every second together, we call each other while we lay down to sleep, meeting her family, I would want an exclusive relationship. I wouldn't want somebody who's still keeping their eyes out and shopping around for the greatest and newest and best model to upgrade to. I just couldn't see myself sticking around with somebody that isn't even willing to commit to you despite taking so much of your time. I definitely wouldn't be into that. I mean, shoot, to me, it feels like you're the starting star point guard for her team. But at some point, if you get an injury or you get a little too old or you lose some athleticism, they're telling you before it even happens that you might just get replaced without you even expecting it. 
Our next story is boyfriend, 28 year old male, never ever asks me, 30 year old female, any questions regarding my life, my day or anything. Am I asking too much? Me, 30 year old female and my boyfriend, 28 year old male have been together for nearly three years. He's very loving and a caring person. I know he loves me deeply, but I feel like he's not that interested in me. Whenever he goes somewhere or does something, even if it's something I don't understand, completely have no clue, I ask him questions about everything, literally everything, not in a controlling way of course. I'm interested in his life and I ask a bunch of questions to keep him engaged and to tell me more because I see how excited he looks when he talks about those things. But he never does the same for me. It's just plain, what did you do? And that's it. No follow-up question, nothing. I told him a few weeks ago that I would love him to be more interested in my life, not just ask me, what did you do? And he got upset and said that I was selfish, that there's no need to ask questions and go into details, that it sounds controlling and etc. I just need clarity. Am I asking too much? Honestly, I think usually in conversations, this is an area that I kind of falter in personally. I'm still not great at it, but I try to keep it in my mind to engage the person I'm talking to and try to talk about details and especially make sure that I'm not controlling or dominating every conversation about me, me, me. Really, I think the telltale thing here is his reaction upon being told that. I really feel like if I were in that situation and I was told what OP told their boyfriend, I'd feel almost embarrassed and feel like, yeah, I am slacking. I'm not saying every day when you come home, you got to have a TED talk to each other but it's nice to be in a relationship where the partners actually pick each other's brains. I mean, it does feel like a kind of a lack of interest or coasting. Our next story is I, 23 year old female, forced my way into everyone's lives that I love. As the title says, I've forced my way into everybody's life that I loved. Nobody I consider close willingly took me in as theirs. I'll list out some examples. My grandmother who raised me, I literally threw fits as a child with my parents until they turned over custody to her when I was five, because I was such a screaming hellion otherwise. My best friend, 24-year-old female, ignored me through middle school and most of high school until her favorite person moved away. And although I say we've been friends for 10 years, it's closer to five to six. I pestered her and texted her for all that time to no response until she finally accepted it, and now we text every single day. My boyfriend, 27-year-old male, I started dating him when I was 18, and to nobody's shock, I was the most emotional creature on earth, constantly crying. He cheated on me, and we broke up twice, with the longest span being a year. I waited obediently while he dated around and didn't move on, until he finally broke up with his second or third girlfriend since our separation, and asked for him to take me back. We're still together. My work friend, 28-year-old female, initially sat far away from everyone and I bothered her to come sit closer to me and talked until we became close. I've spent my entire life chasing people who didn't really want me until I convinced them otherwise. Just once, I'd like to be wanted. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
without any chase. But I suppose that's just not who I am or who I attract. I mean, does OP give people much of a chance to chase them? One thing I will say though, almost never in my life have I ever experienced people, I don't know, coming after me or chasing after me. For a while now, especially over the last year or so, I more and more continue to feel like there's not really going to be people chasing you around. You kind of have to engage other people yourself. Even with people that I know now and call friends, I'm almost never being invited or engaged to do things. Usually what I realize is if I want something to happen, I have to make it happen myself. And maybe it's just a part of learning to be okay with that for OP. Learning that people might not chase after you, but learning that it's okay to engage other people. You don't have to force yourself down their throat, but if you engage them and it leads to something, you made it happen. Our next story is, I, male 36, was holding my baby while doing minor tasks in the kitchen, leading to a fight where my wife, female 38, hits and blames me. My wife and I had a disagreement that escalated into a fight, and I need some outside perspective. I was in the kitchen with our baby who wanted to be carried. I was holding the baby safely in one arm while doing small tasks with the other, like cutting cheese or moving the dishes into the dishwasher. I made sure the baby was far away from any danger. My wife was already angry because I'd asked her to clean up the kitchen behind her earlier. She came in and expressed her fear that I could hurt the baby, even though nothing like that has ever happened before. I reassured her that everything was safe, but she repeatedly told me that she doesn't trust me. I tried to reason with her, but she became angrier. In the end, I told her to leave us alone about 10 times in a normal voice. When I tried to leave with the baby, she blocked my way and I raised my voice, asking her to leave us alone. She then hit me in the face while I was holding my baby, causing me to lose my glasses. I left with the baby and later told her that if this happens again, I will leave her. When confronted about her actions, she continued to blame me for the entire situation, saying that I put the baby in danger in the kitchen. She didn't acknowledge her own actions or responsibility. I'm struggling to understand her reaction, and I'm wondering if I'm at fault here for my actions in the kitchen or how I handled the situation. Help! Yeah, I don't necessarily think OP was doing anything wrong, and the fact that it escalated to the point where she physically hit you is not okay. What danger was the kid in? They weren't. Honestly, unless something can be done to address this and hopefully resolve it, I don't know if she's safe for you or the kid to have around. Our next story is struggling to see a future with my 29-year-old female, adoptee girlfriend, 27-year-old female, because of her views on child rearing. I'm using a throwaway account because I've been talking about my relationship with my girlfriend on my main account, and I'd like to maintain our privacy if at all possible. I'm 29-year-old female, and my girlfriend is 27-year-old female. We've been together for two years, and we're at the point in our relationship where we're having more serious conversations about what we want our futures to look like. Before this conflict happened, I honestly thought I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her, but now I feel so lost. For context, my girlfriend was adopted at birth, she had a closed adoption with no contact with her bio family, and she had a bad relationship with her adoptive parents, who she calls her adopters, and not her parents. I've always sympathized because she said they made her feel like she never belonged in their family. She still has some contact with them, but it's very strained. We talked about whether we wanted kids when we started dating, and we were in agreement that we do. But yesterday, I sat her down to talk more in depth about how we're going to make that happen someday. 
Since we're both cis women, we can't have biological children together, so our options are pretty much limited to adoption or having a baby with donor sperm. My girlfriend told me she decided a long time ago how she was going to have kids and that she's going to either ask a male friend to have a baby with her or find a man who would be interested in getting her pregnant through artificial insemination. I said, okay, that's definitely an option, but we'd want to make sure we talk to a lawyer to make sure my rights as the baby's other mother are protected and that the donor doesn't keep parental rights. And that was when my girlfriend dropped a bomb. My girlfriend said, actually, I'd want him to be the baby's dad with all the rights. I don't think it's right to deny a child any part of their generic heritage, so the baby's father will have to be a part of their life. I was stunned. I said, well, what about me? Does that mean you don't want to have kids with me? And she said, I do. I just want the baby's dad to be their dad. From there, I started to get angry. I asked if she understood that I would have no legal protections as the baby's other parent if the donor retained his rights. And she said she didn't want to falsify the baby's birth certificate. I said that as a gay woman, she should understand better than anybody that genetics don't make a family. It's the people we choose who make a family. And that her insistence on blood and biology over love is disgusting. And she got angry right back at me, saying that being denied her biological family ruined her life. And she isn't going to lie to her baby about who their family is their whole life. I said it isn't about lying and I'm totally fine with the baby knowing their donor, but not as their dad and not in place of me as the other parent. My girlfriend just said I could never understand because I grew up with my biological mother and father, the same mother and father who withdrew their financial support when I came out to them. By that point, I was getting really angry, so I called a timeout so I could cool off. I went out for a walk to work out some angry energy and when I came home, I tried talking to her again. I asked how she would feel if I were the one who was pregnant and didn't want her to have any parental rights. But I think she misunderstood and thought I was saying I didn't want her to carry the pregnancy. She asked how I could try to take her only possibility of having a genetic relative away from her and started getting angry again. I knew that conversation would go nowhere, so I left again and I spent the night at a friend's place. I have no idea what to do from here on out. I feel like the whole future I've been imaging is disappearing right in front of my eyes. The rational part of me knows that if my girlfriend is dead set on her plan, there's no way we could have a future together. I refuse to have a baby with someone who doesn't care about my rights, but at the same time, I can't shake the hope that maybe there's something I can say to make her see reason. Is there anything I can say? Do I just break up with her? Do I try talking to her again? Please help. Honestly, I don't even know if she misunderstood what OP was saying or if they intentionally took it on a tangent and started arguing about something irrelevant to the point you were trying to make. Personally, I completely understand where OP's coming from here. And fundamentally, I think you both strongly disagree with how this human being should come into the world and be parented. All I'm saying is, is if you can't get on the same page, I feel like the last thing you should do is go and have a kid. I think if you care about this person and you want to be with them, it's more than fair to continue trying to talk it out. But if you guys can't see eye to eye on this, how could you be okay going forward and having a kid? Our next story is, my husband of 16 years is having a baby, and it's not mine. I, 46-year-old female, have lived with my husband, 48-year-old male, for over 20 years. 
married for 16, and we have two kids, 16 and 9. One year ago, he decided that he'd had enough of family life and went to live with his parents for some time. He was behaving like a bachelor for the entirety of his stay with them, found a girlfriend, and was drunk constantly. He had used alcohol before, but we'd never had much problems around it. He also spent a lot of his time playing games with friends on his computer. One year ago, he informed me that he found a girlfriend and was ready to move out of our apartment and cut ties. Although he didn't quite do that. He left me, making close to minimum wage, to care for our two kids, and also left a collection of unpaid bills going back months. After that, I fell into a depressive episode that lasted two months, and my two close friends managed to get me out of it. About three months after he left, he came back. Well, not really. He started coming to our city, hanging out with the kids again and also with me, inviting me out for drinks and dinner. All was going well, and my 16-year-old went on a week-long trip with him. For a while, all was going well. He said that the girlfriend was a lie and he just needed some time away to clear his head. Last night, I sent him a goodnight, love you text, as I usually do, but in the morning, he replied with, I don't deserve your love. I'm about to become a dad again. I'm sorry. I later called him to ask what he meant by that, and he told me that he has a girlfriend in another country who's pregnant with his kid. She plans to keep it, and he wants to cut ties with me and our kids to care for that child. I don't know what to do. I requested divorce, but he declined, saying that he wasn't ready. Can anyone give me advice regarding this situation? Can I divorce him anyways, even though he doesn't want to do it? Is there any way I can secure payments to my kids, since with only my job, I can barely make ends meet for the basics? I do some odd jobs here and there, but it's not enough. If you want a divorce, 100%, go forward with it. Even if they don't want it, that doesn't mean you can't get a divorce. And yeah, if you're caring for these two kids on your own, child support is definitely something you should pursue. Don't let this guy's emotional manipulation pull your heartstrings enough that you try and struggle after they abandoned you and the kids. Our next story is, my 37-year-old female, recent ex, 44-year-old male, has said we can have a closure chat. What do I do? I, 37-year-old female, was dumped two weeks ago by my 44-year-old male partner after four years. I was utterly heartbroken and not having any sort of closure has left me really hurt. I've lost my partner, my best friend, the home we've shared and all our future dreams. We've basically had no contact since, and the other day I bumped into him at work to pick up a couple of things he brought in. I stupidly asked if we could meet for a closure conversation, and he agreed and said he would be in touch early next week as he's working all weekend. I'm kind of regretting it now and dreading him getting in touch. In my heart of hearts, I didn't want this breakup and I want us to work things through. Is it a good idea going? What do I say when he contacts me? If you're having regrets here, and honestly, it probably is for the best, it's over, to not have any more contact, just tell them you thought about it, you realize you don't need this, you don't want it, best of luck in the future, hang up the call, and work towards moving on. This next story is, my partner favors his son over his daughter. How do I talk about it with him? My 30-year-old female, partner, 39-year-old male, has two small kids, 9-year-old female and 7-year-old male. I have no kids. We've been together three years, two of which I've known the kids. We have a great relationship. I love him and the kids so much, and he's a really a fantastic father who loves both of his children immensely. 
I've recently started to spend longer amounts of extended time around him and the kids though, as we've moved closer together along with having mutual time off work, and have noticed that he tends to noticeably favor his son over his daughter. For example, we recently went out to eat at a restaurant and that had the kids' favorite soda. He told them both that they either had to choose the soda now or a different treat later on in the evening. The girl, let's call her Kelsey, says never mind about the soda, she'll wait for ice cream. The boy, let's call him Ryan, says he wants the soda now. Guess what? Later when we're all getting ice cream, Ryan gets one too. I made a small comment before he bought the ice cream for Ryan and his justification was, Oh, but Kelsey's getting a sugar cone, so that's basically the same. Another time, the kids were riding small three-wheel bikes and Kelsey was ahead of Ryan. Ryan got frustrated and ran off of his bike to physically push Kelsey off her bike. Kelsey got frustrated and responded by pushing Ryan to the ground. Although Ryan started the physical interaction, Kelsey got the brunt of the stern talking to and frustration from dad about the fight. There are other more minor ways I've noticed this favoritism. For example, he'll often directly confront bad behavior that Kelsey is engaging in, but opt for distracting or redirecting Ryan if he's engaging in bad behaviors. At other times, when the kids get into minor altercations, he'll usually assume that Kelsey started it when it's often not the case. If I correct him, for example, say, no, Ryan is actually the one who interrupted, hit, took the toy from Kelsey first, he'll then sort of brush it off. The favoritism and lack of fairness bother me, but what upsets me the most in all of this is that he's subtly teaching his girl to expect less. Kelsey never protested when any of these events happened because she's come to expect less. How do, or can I even, bring this subject up with him? I understand that Kelsey is older by almost two years, but does that make this okay? I think honestly, you just need to have an open and honest conversation with him about this and how you're clearly seeing this and how you think it's going to affect them growing up. Maybe try to put him in her shoes, you know, how he would feel if this were the circumstances that went on, and then if he was punished for things that he didn't really do or he wasn't really at fault for initiating. Hopefully you can get through to them and have something that's actually worked upon. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.